Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Benchtown TV. I'm your host, Jim, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler, and we are back covering Apple TV's hit TV show, Silo. Today, we are covering Episode 7, The Flame Keepers. If you're listening from our dedicated Silo feed, then welcome to Benchtown TV. We are a television podcast that covers so many shows, but we created this dedicated Silo feed to make it super easy for you all to follow along with us week to week, so please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. If you found us via the search feed by searching Silo, then you found our Silo feed, but please be sure to check out our main podcast feed at Benchtown TV because we have seven hosts who have covered almost 75 different TV shows with over 350 plus episodes, so we're sure we've covered something that you guys would love. We just finished up covering Yellow Jackets in succession. A few weeks ago, Kathleen and Tyler finished up Barry. Me and Kathleen are covering Cruel Summer right now. And coming up, we have The Witcher and Secret Invasion. So we've been pretty busy, and we want you guys to come along for the ride, so please hit that subscribe button. But anyway, we're back to Episode 7, The Flame Keepers and Tyler. It was a pretty bad time for me to walk out on the silo pod, but thank you, Kyle, for jumping in for me. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, I was out of town. I watched 6 and 7 together, and... Man, I really did miss out on covering six with you guys. Six was a banger of an episode, and so was seven. And I'm happy to talk about it with you, Tyler. What do you think of uh, episode seven? Yeah, well, first off, good to have you back. Kyle filled in very admirably, but, you know, got to have Uncle Jimmy Pa in here with me to feel right. I will say, you remember those uh, those rides at, like, Dorney Park or whatever, where it's, like, the mouse that looks like it's not really a roller coaster, but then it oh, yeah, the turn? yeah. So yeah, we yeah. were like on the roller coaster going up episode five. We drop a pod saying like, hey, this seems like it's really been building and they're about to start paying it off. Hugh gets on, tells us essentially the same thing and that we got to think bigger. And then you just go MIA. So Yeah. And then I just disappear on. The pod. <laughs> yeah, you were like, this, this isn't for me. It's too intense. No, but all joking aside, I, uh, I really enjoyed this episode, episode seven, The Flame Keepers, where just more is coming to a head with what we know and paying off, you know, some of the mysteries that were from even the first episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, So this episode really, I'm going to say something. I know you didn't listen to our pod last week, but for those that did at the end, I'm like, man, like I got to I got to really think like Gloria and George, like, who is this? Maybe there's famous people. And Kyle is like, yeah, I don't know who that is either. Literally, it's like, maybe think about the character that you were met in the first episode named Gloria. I don't know why, but like, I promise to our listeners, I am not going to let another old character get past me. I've, I think that's it. I've got Ellis. I've got, I've got the woman that's in recycling tabbed as the significant other to Walker. I'm locked in now. But right off the bat in this episode, we're shown Gloria. It's been three plus years since we last saw her, and she's in an asylum, essentially being heavily medicated. And this episode really revolves around Jules' relationship with her father and using that relationship to help crack the code of Gloria and learn more about her mother and the people like George that were looking to keep the silo alive. So there was a lot of meat on the bone in terms of, in terms of just bang, 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 a lot happening in this episode. Yep. But now that it's over and you just went through six and seven together, what really stood out to you as your favorite scene from, from episode seven? Oh man. Favorite scene. Well, I guess it, it, it has to be for me, the scene that finishes episode seven. Um, 
you know, this is where shit is really, really, really about to hit the fan. It's to the point where, not to jump ahead already to the end of the episode, but we start getting the answers. Like you said, Tyler, this is a big episode for Jules and her father, but also, like, the whole point of the episode is she's trying to unlock what's going on in the mind of Gloria and, you know, defog her from the drugs and then get the answers. And she gets the answers, and then Sim sees what's going on, and he's coming for her. And it seems like a last second she disappears. What the hell is going to happen here? I just thought that whole thing was very cool. I'm sitting here binging six and then going right into seven. So all of this is happening for me at once with the cameras, not dousing the flowers, doubling those flowers. <laughs> but, but you know, the cameras being watched, you know, we already guessed that Judicial was pretty much watching them or listening in on them and things like that. We didn't really say cameras, but we knew that they were watching. But we got the answer to the janitorial closet where it's straight up just watching everything going on in the silo. The scene where she covers it up with the blanket, she goes and pulls out the hard drive. I just thought that it's all coming to a head. Like, this is it, man. Like you yeah. said, Tyler, it's a roller coaster and it's that mouse roller coaster. So it's going <laughs> left, right, left, right, left, right. But I still think it's going up and it's going to start going down. And I think this is really the downturn because I don't know what Jules does from here because she's busted, you know, and we'll get into that more. But I wanted to rewind a little bit and go to um, we we're talking about Gloria. And how you um, you and Kyle were talking about the book and how it says Anne, Gloria, George. And this is going back to what Hugh said. I actually specifically said it to him during the interview. I said, you know, they're not really talking too much about the mystery outside the silo. It's been kind of what's going on in the silo. And he's like, well, that's hilarious. If you read the books, you know that this whole time it's all about what's going on outside the silo. There's things in front of your face you just don't get yet. Mm -hmm. And I specifically remember from the episode where Jules finds the file. George's file in the vent. And I was like, I looked at that thing and I don't see shit. But once you put it together, the reason why she was able to put Gloria together is because it has the interview. The person being interviewed was Gloria and she goes, oh shit. And then that's how she gets to Gloria. So seeing the, the file that says Gloria at first doesn't mean anything to us. But now in this episode, it leads us all the way to a huge climax and conclusion to what we're trying to figure out about part of a mystery in the silo yeah yeah i gotta get over it but i was thinking like who is gloria and george it's gloria and is george's mother and george. oh you were saying you were i saying thought it was, it was a name. name i thought it was one <laughs> name gloria and george i was like who is that but who is this person yeah i mean and to your point that the episode ends with gloria saying to jules did you know why your mother killed herself and that we don't yeah. know the answer but then she disappears with the hard drive so there was a lot of cool 1v1 dialogues in this episode between jules and billings jules and meadows jules and bernard uh mm -hmm. and then leading up with her father and gloria but I really enjoyed the interaction with Meadows. And I think that is yeah. Oh, yeah. that is um that is what's being played by Bernard to me. So we talked a lot last episode about how the show is, in my opinion, trying to throw us off the tracks that Bernard is the big bad. Um yeah. and really focusing on Meadows. And in this episode, Bernard even stokes the flame further and says Meadows is trying to get rid of me to Jules. And you can see that Jules is like, she's really valuing what Bernard is doing for her right now because 
She said a couple episodes ago, he trusts her. In episode six, he's the one that essentially stops Sims from just going down the rabbit hole and unwinding everything quickly, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. saves her. And now, you know, when he says he's threatened, she wants to get a police detail on him immediately, right? So right. he's got her right where he wants her. But the thing that I can't I can't stop thinking about, and I know the show is trying to make you think that he's going to be an ally, but he mentions in this episode that the power from the generator is important, but the most important thing in the silo is what is done with that power. Right. And he talks about regulating air irrigating crops well we see now multiple times in the janitorial closet the intense amount of technology that is within the silo but not you know ten thousand plus people are not aware of i mean mm-hmm. how do we really not think that bernard is behind all of that technology right he's right. the it guy so the show keeps tr- every episode i feel like they're just trying to throw you off bernard's scent but i'm still right on there I yeah, see, me too. I, I see you, Bernard. I see you. I'm fucking coming for you. I <laughs> see a, where you're going with this, bro. I see, I see where you're going with it. But going back to all that culminating in Meadows, Meadows is in episode six. She's not feeling well. They give her a glass of water. I had posited to Kyle, like maybe they're poisoning her right? Um, because they want her out of the picture. She's sick. She's drinking. She's drinking alcohol. The water is... Uh, is really what I'm just going to take from this episode. That's the Mm -hmm. biggest thing. And Gloria, when she's coming to, says very quickly, and they kind of brush past it, but Gloria says it's like when they started putting things in the water to make us forget. Right. What do you think water's place is in the silo? What is going on with the water in the silo? Like, do I believe what Gloria is saying? Yeah. So. This all goes back to like how technologically advanced you are. I mean, she's saying that the water is being quote unquote poisoned, laced with something that will remove the memories of basically anyone who who has any memories of pre-rebellion or, you know, it's tough because what kind of drug exists where I guess you can like remember short term, but you have long term memory loss. The thing I'm trying to figure out here is, are they telling me a drug exists where you know, I can remember what I did yesterday, but I can't remember what I did like a couple of years ago. And I guess we haven't really. Yeah. And had... I don't even want to get too much into like what drug is it and what's going on, because there is the sci fi component of the show. But I just want to what this episode did for me is mm-hmm. it talked about the legacy, like the Flame Keepers is the legacy of keeping the past alive and right. the silo for you know, over 140 years now and where we are when we pick up the story is essentially just a bunch of people that have a job to do that are just doing their job and asking questions about minuscule parts of the silo. And as podcasters, we were doing the same fucking thing, right? We're going, oh, right. where are Holston Nelson? What's going on outside when we're not even thinking about, like, why does this exist in the first place? So yeah. these people are never thinking about the biggest questions. But we've been we've been introduced to a few different things throughout these seven episodes that I'm starting to tie a link to. And I'm gonna, and I'm going to hit you with them. Hit me. Hit so me. We've got the role of water now the role of water and poison in general right like this idea that people are kind of afraid of the water 
There is mm-hmm. groundwater, you know, underneath the silo where Jules is in mechanical with George. But also this idea of Mayor John's poison based on water and maybe the, the water is poisoned and now Meadows is dealing with that. We've got the syndrome. We don't really yep. know what it is, but not syphilis, I'm guessing, because I don't not, think Paul Billings would Paul Billings, would I don't think syphilis. has syphilis. And it's not, you know, Paul Billings' wife in episode six does say to him that it's essentially not hereditary. Not hereditary. So we've got the syndrome. But when we look at Paul Billings as the character, so he's a, the only character that we really have any knowledge of that's got the syndrome. Right. Well, what is the one thing that is unique about Billings? He has outstanding memory. They make a point of the fact that he is, he memorized the whole pact when no one else seems to be able to remember that he won it four times. And with Billings, like everything that ever happens in the show, like he's able to essentially, like he remembers where Judge Meadow lives, what she likes for breakfast. I think those three links to me are tying me back to this idea that there is something going on with the water and people that don't drink the water get the syndrome, syndrome, but they get their memory, but they get more memories. So you have to make the choice of deciding to drink water or drinking less water, having this shaking syndrome, this withdrawal, right? Like, think about it. The syndrome could just be a withdrawal from whatever is in the water. Very true. But that gives you your memory. So like Judge Meadows, she might, she hesitantly drinks a little water in episode six, but then you see she's drinking alcohol and orange juice. Right, 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 right. But she's sick. So it's almost like she's trying to flush water out of her system so all of this is the nebulous idea that when for whatever the silo is created for and for whatever the people's purpose is to the silo they really want to control the people in a number of different ways lack of magnification so they can't learn more you know potentially drugging their water supply so they are more docile subservient less less questioning yeah um you know not letting particular people have children, which is confirmed in this episode that the doctors are told who they can and cannot take out their birth control. So they give them this false hope um, because they don't want to they don't want to make it, you know, make it ever seem like it's them that that are hope that are pulling. Right. All of that is culminating in this bigger belief for me. And the question that I want to start asking is less about what happened to Allison and Holston, because I think we're going to learn that by just understanding, like, what is the purpose of the silo? Right, right, right. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I really like that a lot. They're all doing something like that generator is creating enough energy to power 144 floors. But not only that, they've got this, all this technology, these servers in the back end, um, Bingetown member Paul, who watches this show but has been unable to get on here, he threw out his theory to us last week um, that he thinks you know the silo is one of many, and they're pow- essentially creating you know clean energy for the outside world. I, I mean, that is a that's just a cool theory that I think goes right. in line with kind of what it, you know. I don't know if I believe that, but even when you think back to first episode with the hard drive when they're saying there's the number 18 on it so maybe this is the 18th silo all these things kind of do culminate in 
you know, the people are in, are seem like they're just being pushed to to run this generator and and live this life in there. We're kind of zeroing in on figuring out what's the what's the purpose of that. So I know I'm going to get off my I'm going to get off my uh, my stand. I'm not going to say yeah yeah I feel you. Not your high horse, dude. You're on the pedestal. I'm going to step down from my soapbox. That's what I was looking for, and I'm going to okay. pass it back to you. Do you what do you think about? You know, is it too much that I'm trying to string, string together? Or no, you no. Too? I really, really like that. So if you're going back to the water thing, and for all of our listeners, water, I'm sorry. Got my little accent Yeah, it going. would be, it would be, you know, a Delco pod where I'm saying one of the most important things is water. That just, yeah, that's just perfect. I just learned that from the last week. Again, recently traveling for a week saying, can I have a water, please? And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? So <laughs> just want to make sure we, we let everyone know we're saying water. But I really like that a lot because if you think about it, let's say that the water, <laughs> the just, water just is go the, with it. No, we, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, even water. say, we, we don't it. say when we try and say, like I said, like we water say it re- when I, yeah, yeah when water. I, <laughs> it's water. So the, it's water. Yeah. So when the water is being laced, right? Say they laced the public's water, okay? But if you are in judicial, if you're a member of they, part of the bigger hierarchy that is controlling everything, maybe you never drank that water. So say like Sims, he doesn't have the syndrome, but he's part of judicial and he's part of the higher up. So maybe for however long, he's through the withdrawal or whatever, and he can have his memories and this and that. You know what I'm saying with that? I just think that if you, I feel like- I feel like Sims is just a pawn. Like he is subservient. Like if you think about it, everybody has a job to play in the silo, right? You're either you're running the generator, you're creating food for the people that are running the generator. There's all these different roles uh, that people have in the silo. And he is subservient to this role of policing the silo. There's judicial. He. So what's the reason why I think he's the reason why. Okay, and that's fine with me because I don't think he's the big dog either. I definitely don't think that. But what's the reason why Billings, like my take when you were telling me this whole story was that Billings was part of judicial and that's why he didn't drink enough of the water and that's why he has his memories. And that's why I was giving a pass to Sims and people like that. But why would Billings not have drank enough water so he has his great memory? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I don't think I've seen what, if 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 my theory about the water and memory and what Gloria says is correct and people with this all that is correct, then I think we would have to be you know made aware of maybe something that happened to Billings in his past that made him right that made him like not want to lose his memory and not, or not want to drink water for some reason. Um, I don't know, man. I just think that like the judicial thing's a good cop out for now. Like judicial doesn't get fed the laced water. Well, but Meadow, I mean, but Meadows is trying actively to not drink water. Yeah, but Meadows, sick. at a certain point, we don't know yet. Meadows, obviously, when she's talking to Jules, is starting to say, like, I can't help you. They won't allow it. Maybe she's been starting to answer, you know, ask questions and they're starting to lace her stuff separately. You know, it doesn't have to be that she's always been laced or always been not laced. If she's starting to ask questions, maybe they're starting to lace her more recently. And that's why. Uh, but or, I mean, here's the deal. We already know. We already know at this point that Meadows is another pawn, and that She's, was a big. I, I mean, and and her her apartment is got the most relics in it that we've seen in any apartment. 
So she right, obviously they, does care about the past. She has like an Etsy right. sketch. <laughs> and they basically said, yeah, I like that a lot when they show the Etsy sketch. But yeah. they basically said in the episode, you know, Jules is like, okay, so, you know, they give you these cool ass relics to shut you up, you know, and she's kind of coming at Meadows and coming at her hard being like, really, this is how you're going to take some relics and you're going to shut up and you're going to be a part of the system. But you could see by how she's crying and how she's saying, like, I can't freaking help you. It was another one of those scenarios where it's like, I'm scared. I can't help you. I just feel like she's another pawn, too. And she's just like the head of the pawns. And just like maybe Sims. And then, like you said, Bernard or whoever it is. Because even, um, forgive me, uh, I forget her name, but George's ex from the last episode. Mm-hmm. She says, this could have been Trumbull. This could have been Sims. But she she does say, like, a man came into my room in the dark and said, Blah, 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 blah. blah well, I me. think, I think, so just for our listeners from last week, I think that man is Bernard. That's why I went back to Bernard. Yep, yeah, I agree. 100%, 100%. I think that man is Bernard. He. That's he why I left the Meadows night. train and went back on, you know, and you, this obviously is a full-on leaving the Meadows train. So just- we are leaving the station. I will say maybe Meadows, going back to what I said in the beginning of this pod, never trying to just not think about the connections between characters. I mean, maybe Meadows is Paul Billings mom for all we know. Right. Like, right. Maybe there's there's something there where like that memory is, is there's so many things that it could be, but I'm just really on top of the water situation being tied to them, not having memory because they're doing something for the outside world. And they're doing something that like, if they ever knew what they were doing, they would revolt and, that's right. probably what happened in the rebellion. Yeah. So early, early, maybe episode one or two, I remember talking to you, Tyler, and I said, 10,000 people in the silo, an entire earth. Is it really one silo on the entire earth? And I kind of left it at that because it was very surface level, was very like early on in the show. And I was like, well, maybe there's more silos, but there wasn't really anything to it yet. And I had nothing to say about it. But I really like the idea that maybe that they're just freaking workers. Like maybe they're just placed in this silo and they do have something that they yeah. need to do. And obviously they, the higher ups know the job, but it's just shouts, maybe and shouts it, to Paul shouts to Paul. Well, yeah. it's, it's been the culmination of talking with Hugh and being like, Whoa, I'm just thinking about this wrong. Then up in my journey of thinking about it, seeing theories like uh, Kyle or Paul's theory, and then mixing that in with the water. But it's just got me, it's just got me on this on this loop that everybody in there is just doing a job. Yeah. And their yeah, ultimate that, job I, I like is that. maybe it's not the generators, right? Maybe the servers that Bernard is referencing are the servers that are used by the outside world to do something important. But like they are part of something in the silo that is creating something. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, I still think we are right that the world isn't lush outside. Right. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Because, you know, all the things that we talked about, like that initial image simulation being from another woman, Jane, something or other's cleaning video, um, which at a certain point I was tying back to janitorial, but like I forgot that that's what it is called when they go out. It's called cleaning. I mean, and Jules even says in this episode, she links the. One of the things that you and I have talked about is like the sensors that see outside being like, that's such better technology than everything else that they have access to. And then Jules says these fucking mirrors are like the sensors outside. And it's like, 
these are the threads that are being pulled together that like they work so hard to make sure that people don't pull together. Notice. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to just ask you that if you're still on the whole theory that we have that it's not great outside. For all we know, maybe the silo's purpose is powering something on the outside that's trying to fix what's going on out there. The only problem that I have, I'm still fully on that it's bad outside, and that's because as simple as this is to say, the fact that they have the two simulations, meaning the two videos that we're seeing, the one that Allison saw and the one that Holson saw with the birds flying in the V formation behind the tree, I will be very upset with Apple TV if they got that lazy to show me the same thing twice. You know, I no, feel like that no, has to yeah, mean I something. Definitely... So I, I don't know what they're doing, and I but I really do like that it, the silo is maybe one of many, and that's their job, or even if it's just one, but whatever. Well, it's, maybe they it's have one a job of, they have to do. Think about it this way, too, because when I go down this road, they're doing something bigger for the outside world, then I'm like, but then they die when they go outside? Like, would they really... What if the world is terrible outside because of, you know, maybe destruction that's happened to the earth from war or from the way that we currently, you know, burn burn fuel and whatnot. And the only way to offset that is to have these generators and things and the energy that the silo is creating. But who in their right mind would want to live in that generator if it takes 10,000 people to power it? Oh, right. They would want to live outside. So Maybe they're actually showing outside, like because they've got the star thing going on with Lucas, like they actually are showing them outside. But when they send them out to clean, they're just sending them essentially to a room where they kill them. They they, where they use the poison to execute them. But then do they leave Allison there? So like Holston walked right to Allison and fell to the like. Yeah, like I mean, if you were doing it that way, then why wouldn't you just leave them there? Yeah, that's fine. I I mean. I don't so my, my, well, here, it's, my, I'm kind of I'm kind of that's kind of flimsy as I'm saying the, the thing that I'm not the thing that I'm thinking about here is if we're correct still with our theory that it's shitty outside does that make they good guys I mean I know there's always our ulterior motives and stuff but what I'm trying to say is their purpose is to make sure that the people inside the silo are being controlled in a way where they don't want to go outside but if we're right, it's because it's actually shitty and they're trying to protect everybody. But then there's got to be some nefarious thing as well to it. And I'm sure there is. Like, I do like the fact that, you know, maybe it really is that it's shitty outside. They have a job. The generator does something. Silo number 18 or whatever you said does something specific to maybe like trying to clean the world. And it's not clean yet. You know, yeah, that's, whatever that's, it is. That's my point is like, I don't in my like theory that i'm kind of just kind of surmising it's like the outside world doesn't kill you but the outside world will like eventually not exist anymore if we don't have these generators cleaning or doing things to clean the world Mm -hmm. and it's kind of the sad reality that if there was that situation would you want to be part of the silo you probably wouldn't want to be right you would rather be like let someone else fucking do that job but like Everyone would say that. So yep. everyone would be like, let somebody else clean it and I'll just be outside living my life. And that's why they have to do it. And I don't think like, yes, by nature, all of this mystery is nefarious. But when I keep saying, like, I think Bernard, Tim Robbins character is going to be the big bad. 
I also don't think that he's going to be like, ha ha ha, like I've been keeping you in the silo because yeah. you're building a death ray. Like, I think if he's the one person in the silo that actually knows what's happening and he's managing the whole thing, then he thinks he's justified and correct as it's well. It's the greater because, good. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I don't think, but I, it is interesting because you could make the point that, like, these people are essentially being enslaved. Oh, oh, hell yeah. You do something that needs to be done that no one in their right mind would sign up for. Right, right. Bernard is fully, you know, it's the I'm the protagonist in my own story. If he's the bad guy, if we're right about this whole thing, he's definitely thinking he's doing the right thing for the greater good of the world or whatever the actual answer is. But again, like you said, it's holding people hostage against their will, pretty much enslaving them to do the bidding of what's needed for the outside, not giving them free will or any kind of choice. That's the yep. nefariousness of it as far as we are at right now. And I, I mean, I really like that. I still like that. There's something bad going on outside. I'm still out on. It's actually nice. Now, you know, the book is really cool. I loved how, you know, when she talks to Lucas and they start talking about the constellations and then she goes and spends the night looking at the constellations in the book Hell yeah. Love that. Like, that's really cool. You're seeing Lucas you know, is also just, trying to get down. Oh, he's trying to get down. And Timani, let me let me just let me just rewind. Give you your props again, dude, because we, <laughs> we talked about the fact that Lucas joins the story and we both said, you know, what's his deal? He's going to like Jules. But is it really like what's the point of her liking him back if she's really in love with George and they were actually a real thing? And I was on Team George. And from the very beginning, you were saying he was a little sketchy. You thought there was some sketchiness to him. And I said, I'm on Team George. And we find out in episode six, I wasn't here to give you your props, so I need to give it to you now. George was a manipulator. He uses people to get what he wants. Now, again, protagonists in their own story. Yes, he's hurting people, but he thinks he's getting the, the answers that are is going to save yeah, the silo I mean, or save all the people the, in there. Before Jules, like, he's the last flame keeper, right? What I will say about Lucas, and, you, you know, Right away, I mentioned it last episode. Right away, my uh, Brenna said, "No, that guy's a listener." About Lucas. Oh, okay. And I thought that her theory of that I was like, "Yeah, I think that makes sense." Like, why? I get that he's curious. He's got the constellations in mind, and he's a romantic. And he's—I mean, he's, he's a hot man. Let's let's call, let's yeah. call it like it is. But like, it's a little convenient that he's just. Oh, I emerge and I'm a love interest for you now that you don't have George. Um, This episode went further in confirming that for me because he's linked to Bernard. Yeah, yeah, IT. Yeah. He says that he doesn't know anything, but he is linked. But like, it would be so easy for him to just be like the spy that Bernard is putting in there. It's so funny where I'm about to be like, I'm team Lucas and I'm going to get owned again in like three episodes. But um, <laughs> you, were is, to, you were like, I like Lucas. This guy's like, like Lucas. he's a great dude. <laughs> um, I will say, though, it makes a lot of sense, even if it's not just for Jules specifically, but to have some guy out there surface level, simple, like asking questions very, very simply to see if anyone goes, dude. You know what? I'm I'm wondering what's going on here, and then they know who they need to start following. That's yeah. kind of cool. They probably have people planted. You know, they after uh, in episode six when they start talking about this fact. You know, in episode five, she's almost killed by Trumbull, and then they start talking about the fact that there's listeners everywhere in five, six, seven, 
And then I do like how, like, when Jules is running around for stuff, you see, like, people that are fixing the silo, like, looking yep, at yep. her. And there yeah. is this, like, we talk about it all the time, Zach and I. We talked about it in the Barry pod. It's from uh, one of our favorite podcasts, The Watch, where they say great TV shows to show you as, as the viewer how to watch them. They are showing us as the viewer that we should not trust anyone. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Why would we trust this guy, Lucas, who came from IT? He's handsome as hell. And he's not really asking questions. He's just to your point. He's just the tip of the question. He's just right, right. He's, he's just throwing just it tip. out there and just seeing where it falls. He's stirring yeah. the pot, dude. And then all of a sudden, Jules is like, "Whoa, I got this book. I got to show you." And, and then all of a sudden, it's like, "No!" All these alarms are going off, and here comes the Raiders. Um, listen, I don't know where I'm at with Lucas right now. Um, at first, I was taking, your team. Your yeah, team. Lucas, at first, I was it. taking Team Lucas. I'm Team George. I'm Team Lucas. I'm here for love, man. But I will say that I feel bad for Jules if she does get into another romantic relationship with someone who's gonna freaking own her. I was also going to say something that these last two episodes I've really appreciated is Jules just as a character. I've really enjoyed that. It's not like she's right about everything, but she is very like smart and quick. I think there's just so many mystery shows like this where, you know, just by design of the writing, it makes it easier to explain the mystery when the person, when the main characters don't understand it as much as the viewer. But I think, I like the fact that like Jules puts things together quickly. Like it takes her seeing the mirror twice to realize like there's fucking cameras in there. These episodes have done a really great job of continuing to flush her out both with her relationship with George, but also just the, as a protagonist, like she is very intelligent and she is quick with she's, she knows exactly where to go, what to do. And I think it's refreshing just to have a mystery show like this where the main character is, in my opinion, as smart as the the viewer. Like she's right. it's like right when you learn something, she just puts it together and, and acts on it. And I like that because it, yeah, it moves agree. things faster in an interesting pace that doesn't happen a lot of time. You know, like how many shows would let the mirror thing linger for the whole season? And at the end, yeah. like there's like something that happens at the last episode that she puts it all together, but she's like, boom, boom, boom. Like, holy shit. Like jumping around. And that keeps things a lot more interesting to me. I totally agree, man. Like it's, there's nothing worse than having a show where the main character is just as stupid, pretty much. Like we're sitting here saying, come on, come on. Like almost jokingly how we were like douse those damn flowers, even though we were the ones who were wrong, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was like, you're a fucking idiot. Jules is looking at us saying, dude, relax. It's not douse the flowers. Come on. (laughs) We're the idiots here. But no, but she is. It is refreshing to have a situation where the main character, they're moving fast. I mean, it's a huge mystery. There's a lot of mysterious stuff going on. There's a lot of questions to be asked, but they're banging them out. Like, we're getting answers, and if there's answers to be had, Jules is figuring it out and moving forward. And just because more questions are being added, I'd rather have that than sit here being like, all right, Come on, Jules, five episodes. You don't realize there's a camera there. Let's go. But let's talk about these cameras because, I, I mean, this is going to get us into we could talk a little bit more about the whole scenario with Pete, the dad, the doctor mm-hmm. and her and getting Gloria out and how we're finally seeing exactly how the cameras are working and everything like that. So we know that there's cameras all over the silo. Like you said, Tyler, I fully agree that there's no way if Bernard is so into the IT side of things that he doesn't know that these cameras exist um you know that's kind of a check for him also being the big bad quote-unquote bad 
And I really liked how, you know, they're in the janitorial closet with Sims and we see the workers and we know that the listeners exist on the outside, but the listeners exist through the cameras as well when they can listen in on whatever they want. So it's it's a double-edged sword here. They have they have both sides of the parallel where, you know, there's people walking around the silo, the little birds from Game of Thrones, but there's also little birds yeah. coming through the freaking walls, so they're listening whenever they want. Now, we also find out that certain places are blind spots. Now, by design, sometimes, like the dad said, for whatever reason, they've never had cameras in the nursery. I don't know if there's a mystery to that or not, but we also find out that the guys talking to Sims say like, oh, that one went down and we haven't gotten a chance to fix it. We're trying to prioritize. We can't fix every room here. So some of them are down, some of them are not. And that's where we get some blind spots. My question to you about this, Tyler, and this is another one that maybe doesn't need to be asked yet, but it's just something that's bothering me. When you're thinking about these guys and they're watching on the cameras 24-7, you have to assume that it's just video. And then if they want, they can pinpoint and turn the audio on, right? Because you wouldn't just be hearing all this audio at 20. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, in episode seven, they're following Jules. But there's been times where she's talking to Billings, and that would incriminate Billings, even though they think Billings is their pawn. Like, there's certain conversations yep. that wouldn't be great for Billings if they heard it, other things like that. You know, and that's why it was confusing me a little bit. But if they can just see you and then they're like, all right, all right, I want to hear what this is. Then they can listen in. Then, you know, it makes more sense because if, if Billings comes into the room and they're like, all right, Billings and Juliet are having a conversation, whatever, not a big deal. And again, you're looking at thousands of screens. So yep. you might not even care that this yeah, is going down. I think right that's now. the, I, I, I agree with you. And I think that's the kind of the leap you have to take with mass surveillance. Like there's four people in there most of the time. So yeah, they, it's more about, they have the ability to, to zero in on things, but you know, they can't, but it is funny that like, you know, if you remember in the first episode, Gloria turns on a, the sink or the fan or something when, yep, and that actually was warranted because they wouldn't have been able to hear as well. Right. So, um, pretty interesting to be paid off that way. I don't want to talk about Gloria too much because I thought the actress was a little bit odd. I'm, I'll be honest here, but outside of the, the acting performances, she was important but very clearly a character to, to give the thread to talk about Jules' mother who we learn her name is ha- is Hannah right right and it looks like the next episode which is titled Hannah is going to be more of a dissection into her character which so what we know about Jules's mom she was depressed when her her brother died right Jules's brother her son died yeah we know that she killed herself but we don't know, you know, what the true story is. And for anyone listening, we, Tyler's uh, putting I'm, I'm the air qu- up. I'm air quoting it. We know that she was working on magnification, which is, mm-hmm. you know, against the pact. Yep. And we now know that she was friends with Anne. So Anne Wilkins, George's mother. Mm-hmm. And lastly, was a flame keeper. And lastly, Jules believes that her father betrayed her mother. What do you mm-hmm. think? What do you get? I mean, I don't think that we have enough information to know, but what are right. you guessing that means? Yeah. Our guess a long time ago, when we first meet Dr. Nichols was something about, Hey, you know, that he let the brother die and, and that caused this whole ruckus. Cause the mom 
committed suicide after the brother died and and this and that but there's obviously more to it now um because now that we're knowing hannah is more important to the story on the flame keeper side we already are finding out that dr nichols he's listening today because he doesn't want to get killed he wants to be a doctor so if he wants to be a doctor then he has to follow the rules if he doesn't want to get killed then he really needs to follow the rules and not ask any questions at all uh, maybe he turned in the magnification thing. That's where my mind was going to, because going back to what we know, Gloria says, oh, well, Anne passed away a few years after I gave her the book and gave it to George. Yeah. So right. George's mother and Jules mother, Hanan and Anne were working on magnification. They're both dead. Yep. Also, Jules's brother, what we've seen about him as a child is he's getting he's having seizures. Right. 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 Um, right. Do you think there's a chance that he was poisoned as punishment for something? Mm, I mean, well, that, Tyler, I mean, that's good because going back to George's ex, when she's being threatened, hey, we know your aunt, we know your cousin, we know this person. Every every time you don't listen to us, someone's going to die. Exactly. I like that. I like so that a lot. Think about it. Like magnification is being worked on between the two. The father gives it up they probably like reprimand her but they end up killing her son as a result right and then she he knows kills herself and maybe she doesn't kill herself right or oh, yeah well, or the they answer kill her. Right, to right. why did she kill herself maybe the answer is because the silo killed her son right that would be something that jules would be running and, and starting and so with the father and Gloria's angle here, I think that's what it all wrapped wrapped together for me was the idea that for whatever reason, because she wasn't she wasn't a, a kin of somebody that was a flame keeper, but mm -hmm. her mother had the curiosity. And once that curiosity got found out by the silo, she'd already had two kids. Right. So they right, had right. to they had to kill them off. They right. killed off the brother. And then when Jules goes down to mechanical, they kind of are just like, okay, whatever. She So now the kids are out of the picture. No one in mechanical ever rises up because they're the people that feel the most entrenched to helping the silo. And now it's a done deal. But it's all these things together. I'm surprised they let your mom have children and things of that nature. It just, it just seems like the magnification that she was working on is kind of the undoing of Jules whole family in my mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And probably I, I love that. And, and I mean, I wonder if George even knows that Jules, maybe he, maybe he's not Has just that connection stumbling upon Jules. He knows that. And he's traveling down to her because he knows that she's going to be the one that he can connect with. That's great. I mean, George's ex surface level says, you know, he was done with me. So maybe he needed someone in mechanical and that's why he goes down. But maybe he knew the connection. I mean, he knows a lot. He was trading consistently to get more advanced relics to go down to mechanical to then try to put them all together. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he's killed. So what's the thing that Trumbull screwed up? Like, why did he screw up George's death? You know what I'm saying? Like, he he fell. I mean, they could say he committed. So I'm just trying to figure out what he screwed up. Is it just because, like, there's questions? And, and because there's questions, Sims is like, you screwed up. Like, it's not good enough. I mean, maybe he was supposed to... Maybe he was supposed to have done recon and should have known that he was in a relationship with Jules. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, they talk about in the first... In the second episode, how he... George never wanted anybody to know who he's in a relationship with. 
So right. maybe like Sims is referencing that you killed George without knowing that he was in a relationship because we would have someone who would ask questions about Yeah, because we would have intimidated her the same way we did to his other ex-girlfriend. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Good. And didn't good. And, and ended up being Jules. I love it. I'm in. I'm in, Timani. You can you can see that that Hugh Hugh was the George to me. He I was Jules. He took you were Jules. He, he took got you. With his, <laughs> but, but all joking aside, like it is that thing that once we had that conversation with him, it just made my mind start going in a different direction as to the bigger plot here. And mm-hmm. I think that's a lot more interesting and exciting, actually, which is like we were already loving it. And now I'm like, whoa, like there is some yeah. big sci-fi shit at play outside of here. And I think we're at this point where I think the answers are I think some big answers are coming next episode. I agree. It has it's gonna be soon. My I mean, we're here, Tyler, because my question to you right now, what can happen to Jules? She is on the run in the middle of this silo. She has already been caught, quote unquote. They know they're going after her. So she needs to figure out a way to get into hiding to get some freaking answers. Is she gonna go down? to Walker and hide out for as long as she can while they get some answers. And then, you know, is, are they going to send Jules out to clean? Like, I don't freaking know. Like I, I'm trying to think, I mean, of, like, think is, about this. What if, what if Bernard who is getting up there in age has seen enough from Jules that he wants to, that he tells her everything in our theory. Okay. And again, like we are taught like, okay, this season is going to be Jules uncovering the mystery. And in the 10th episode, she's going to really uncover it. And it's going to open us up with a cliffhanger for the next season. But what if everything that we're theorizing is just boom, it's out there in episode eight and put it in this perspective. If that, if we were right about this, this being like what we're saying, the world is fucked up. This is the greater good type thing. And that knowledge is given to Jules. What does she do? She's not doing anything selfishly anymore. She's trying to figure this out now for the greater good. That's what. Yeah. Well, Walker she lets says. everyone know. Yeah. She, she, That's she, what Walker she says to her. Disseminates but, it to everybody. But if she disseminates everybody, then they would go insane. It's going to Potentially riot. destroy. Right. That's where I think this could get really interesting is that if she knows and she doesn't tell everybody because she's like, fuck, maybe this makes total sense that people don't know. But I'm just someone that's now burdened with the truth. Right. Now, let me ask you this question. Say she takes the hard drive to Walker and say she gets down there and say, let's let's pretend that her and Walker or just her Walker gets her into the hard drive and she goes down, down into her secret hideout where they're not going to find her for a while, gives her time to go through the whole hard drive and say, we're right about the VR headset and all that kind of stuff. Do you think she figures that out? And do you think she can like make something that will like, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like, what if they send her out to clean or she knows she's going to be sent out to clean and she has like a device on her that can like help her breathe or, or, or something. I, don't I know. mean, I don't think there's a chance that she makes it to Walker before she's caught by the Raiders. I mean, so she's on, okay. she's on what floor, you know, can't like 20 or so. Yeah. I, I just don't see a world where she could possibly <laughs> Make it. I know. I yeah. So you don't think she gets into the hard drive? If I had to guess, I'm going to say that she is told the truth by Meadows or Bernard or whoever the 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 bad is, quote unquote. Next episode. And, and then that, what do they do with her though? Do they send her out to clean? 
our main character. I think that they, I think that they put her in a spot where either they're going to kill her or she's going to go along with them. She joins they. Yeah. Cause think about it. If they are the greater good, then like that's a lot of information and a burden to place on one person. And right. to Hugh's point of where this show is going, what if the show moving forward is that she is burdened with this truth and she's now the one that's running the silo and communicating with other silos, things of that nature. There's so many things that they could do when, when they, when they tell you the truth, it, if it is kind of what we're talking about and more of a, you know, psychological mind fuck sci-fi type situation, then the interesting thing about that is it doesn't end the show. Like most mystery shows, it cracks it open and gives mm-hmm. us the reality that we're in and all the things that come with that. And through the eyes of Jules, who is now taking an active part in it. That's right. My guess, so you, but I just, I'm with you. I, I don't think like, I don't think she can make it down to Walker to, to analyze the hard drive before the Raiders get her, but I don't think that they're just going to kill her. I think she is the main character. So right. I think it's going to come to a head and she's going to learn the truth about things next episode. That's definitely really interesting. So Say Bernard gives her everything, and we're right. Like you said, now she's in the weirdest scenario because she wants the truth to come out. Timani, two capital T's. She wants the truth to come out, but she knows that if she does, there's just no good reason to do it. And now she's kind of in a situation where she's joining they because literally, if you tell everyone the truth, it'll riot. People will try to leave, and they'll die anyway. Exactly. If we're right. If we're right. And that'll be very interesting because then. Yeah. So it's like, look, weird scenario. You can tell everybody what's going on, but then they're all going to die. Or you can let them keep living like like slaves in a life that they don't know that they're slaves. And then you get this weird scenario where she knows it's not the right thing to do morally. And I get I mean, who knows if morally, if it's the right thing to do, because they would die. So but she wants the truth to come out. She wants people to have free will. But at the same time, she knows that it'll kill everybody for the most part. So she's a reluctant member of they maybe in the background. She's trying to figure it out. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, we could be looking at we could be looking next season at Judge Nichols. (laughs) Damn, baby. Damn. So Just don't let her drink the water, dude. This is where this is where my mind's going, but they've given us so much over the past couple of weeks. And I'm really, you know, we've got three episodes left of season one. Really excited to see where it goes. I agree. I agree. Is there anything else that we want to part with? Or are we are we good? Oh, one other thing that I noticed. So when Sims goes into the janitorial closet and he mm-hmm. goes down into the secret compartment and types in the code the code was yeah. 2005 okay i watched it twice so i'm not 100 percent even sure if i was right about that because i didn't like pause it or anything and like right. really but i would just say if you re if you give it a rewatch or anybody on our reddit thread facebook what have you was that code 2005 if that's the case maybe that's the year in this timeline that things start going haywire right kind of would line up with the relics i guess the hard drive would be maybe a little bit too outdated still but that was one thing that i noticed where again Hugh said nothing in this show happens by coincidence so when someone's tabbing in a four-digit code there's going to be some real you look into it yeah that's funny because i i try so hard i always like nitpick things i always fine-tooth comb things and i saw that and i was like 
I'm not gonna rewind it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see what happens. And I but I did do the same thing you did. If it's 2005, I love that. It's the year shit hit the fan. I'm down. Yeah, that's my that's my guess. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Going back to just episode six, talking about six and seven. Tyler, I give you your props. And when I say give you your props, I'm talking about George here. I love having the whole conversation with the ex and how that cracked open the next piece of the puzzle. I also loved how Jules totally called out Billings for the the syndrome. Again, just how she can see everything. She's like Sherlock Holmes. She knows what's good. Tyler, have you seen Sherlock, the TV show? No. Oh, okay, you should you should check it out. It's good. But, but I'm anyway, you're with Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. But I just but it's really good. The Benedict Cumberpatch one. But anyway, just some more going back into how she's a intelligent main character that I don't want to say meta, but she's very close. When she get, when we get answers, she gets answers, and it's not like we're sitting there telling her, "Come on, girl, come on." You know, yeah. It's yeah. it seems like they're moving at a good pace where she's getting the answers when we're getting the answers, and she's figuring stuff out. Um. Otherwise, I, I, I thought this was a great conversation, man, because it opened my eyes for a lot of things. The water stuff definitely was not on my radar. Obviously, it was the part where it's decreasing memories is on my radar, but the fact that it might be withdrawal causing the syndrome, I freaking love that. Meadows, you know, we know she's a pawn, but maybe she's starting to figure some stuff out. I mean, if we're going by the fact that maybe the water, what they're putting in the water is just a... It's like a decreased version of what they're injecting Gloria with. Mm-hmm. We know that it can, if you're not drinking the water, it can start to go away. So maybe at some point, Meadows, her head started to clear up even more and she started to ask some questions and then boom, and maybe she figured out don't drink the water. Instead, she's she's depressed and banging some beers, banging some some of the good stuff from pre-times. Yeah, she had a bottle of bullet in there. Yeah, so. Um, all right, guys, that's it. Episode seven. Another great episode. I feel like this show is getting better and better and better. Tyler, if you're right and we start getting the big answers for season one, at least, because if we get the big answers for season one and episode eight, that means there's bigger freaking answers coming. So I'm excited. I mean, honestly, this show, I had no idea the books existed. I I went to the Benchtown people and I was like, guys, this show Timani knows all about the Apple TV. He got us on Severance and stuff. I see they're really pushing this one. Maybe it's going to be a good one. Let's just give it a try. And it's been pleasantly surprised, exceeding all expectations for someone who has no idea what the show was going to be. So if you like what you heard, guys, check us out at BenchtownTV.com. If you're listening on the Silo feed, please hit that subscribe button. But also don't forget to check out our Benchtown feed. It has every single show that we've ever covered for three years. We are starting to separate feeds for you guys, just like the Silo one. But there are so many shows we've covered that are all on the main Benchtown TV feed and BenchtownTV.com. Once again, guys, we are Benchtown's TV. We will see you next week. Maybe we'll have Kyle. Maybe we'll have Paul. But we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely have Tyler and Jim. Let's go. Bridge Town TV. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.